have your Bibles, we're going to be in the book of 1 Timothy, chapter number 1, the book of 1 Timothy, chapter 1, we've been studying in, uh, in Timothy, and, and it goes right along with uh, discipleship and evangelism. Paul is, is here, if you will, commissioning Timothy, uh, trying to give him... Uh, Trying to give him guidance, trying to give him uh, just a little bit of uh, help, a little bit of encouragement as, as he would move into the ministry. And uh, so we, we made it down through about verse number uh, verse number 12. So tonight we're going to pick up in 1 Timothy chapter number 1, verse number 12. And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who hath enabled me, for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Who was before a blasphemer, a persecutor, an injurious, but I obtained mercy. Because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying worthy of all acceptation, that Christ Jesus came to the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to gather this afternoon. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your mercy, for your grace. Lord, that, that even the sinner that we are, that your son died to save us anyway. God, that you called us, that you counted us faithful to put us into the ministry anyway. God, I pray that you'd help us, God, that we could live up to that, that we could look to you for strength, for guidance. Lord, that we could look to your word for our knowledge, for our wisdom. And Lord, most of all, that we could live a submissive life, that we could be used of you in a great way. Lord, be with us tonight. Allow the those that are saved, God, help us that we could be strengthened in your word. Lord, if there be a lost one among us, I pray that they could see Christ before it be everlasting too late. Forgive us so we fail you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. First Timothy chapter 1, Paul is kind of giving an introduction to Timothy, and, and he tells him here, he said, I am, and we use the, the term all the time, the chief among sinners. I am the chief of sinners. There are a lot of bad people, but Paul said, Jesus came to this world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. Whenever you think about chief, you think about the biggest, the baddest, the most important. So whenever Paul is saying that he was a chief among sinners, we know that, that Paul was a bad man, and we read about that in Acts, the things that he had done. But is sin not sin? Murder is sin. Murder is sin. Stealing is sin. But so is lying. Paul says here that, that I was the chief among sinners because I sinned. But what is important, Paul said before, before God put him in the ministry, before Christ Jesus enabled him, before he saved him, he was a blasphemer, a persecutor, injurious. But I obtained mercy. Because I did it ignorantly and unbelief. There are two types of sin that, that I categorize it as. And, and, and it comes straight from this scripture right here. There's the sin that we do ignorantly and unbelief. And then there's the sin that we know better. The sin that we do ignorantly and unbelief is, is the sin before we are saved. Before we come to know Christ Jesus. Before we have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us that tells us no. Because it's the Holy Spirit to tell us that. <laughs> It'll tell us no. Get away. Don't you do it. It's like the little angel sitting on your shoulder. Don't you do this. Don't you do this. And what happens? We push the button anyway. That is that sin that we do, not ignorantly of unbelief, but we do it out of stubbornness. We do it out of pride. That is the, the different kind of sin. Here Paul is talking about his sinfulness before he was saved. Verse 14, the grace of our Lord is exceedingly abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. Paul is trying to tell Timothy here, even before I was saved and, and as used of God as I am now, he's not being prideful, but as used of God as Paul is now, he's trying to tell Timothy, before this, I was the worst of the worst. And Timothy is going out into this world trying to be a blessing to people. So why would Paul tell him this? Why would Paul try to get over to him how bad of a person he was before he got saved? 
There's a saying, and I don't know where it comes from. It says, every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. I like it. I think it belongs on a throw pillow somewhere. Every saint has a past. Paul had a past. Timothy had a past. I have a past. You have a past. But that past is washed in the blood of Christ. It's gone. The Bible said made white as snow. But every sin that we've committed since then, we have to ask forgiveness for again. Whenever we were saved, we asked Christ to forgive us our sins. We asked Jesus to come into our heart. We believed on Him. As a sinner, we believed on the perfect Savior that God sent. And He forgave all of our sin. Since then, if we say we have no sin, according to 1 John, if we say we have no sin, we, we, we're, we're lying. So the Bible says the truth is not in us. And so even after we are saved, we can still sin. We can still mess up. We, we can still fail. And we do on a daily basis. If you don't, allow me to shake your hand. Because I do. We, we all mess up. We all have failures. And Paul is trying to get Timothy to understand that, that you're going out into this world not to preach to the perfect people. You ever heard an evangelist? I heard an evangelist one time. And he asked me, he said, have you ever heard of an evangelist that only preaches to save people? Have you ever come across a missionary that only seeks out Bible-thumping, I mean, sure-enough Christians? There aren't very many missionaries that seek out to preach to people that have memorized Scripture. There are not very many evangelists that seek out to preach to people that don't miss a service. Why? The same reason doctors don't go around to people that are are well trying to cure them. Right? Because those that are well don't need healing. Those that don't have a problem don't need a solution. Paul is trying to get across to Timothy here that that everybody has a problem. Everybody needs Christ, and, and as bad as they may be, as difficult as they may be, as, as much of a sinner as they may be, Paul said, I was worse, and God saved me. It's not about how, how difficult it is for God to turn a life around. It's about how big of a blessing it can be when God turns a life around. It's not about how hard it is for me to, to take the word of God to, to people. It's not about how difficult it is for me to talk to someone about Christ. It's about them knowing Christ. And Paul is, uh, Paul is getting across Timothy here. He, he said, I was a sinner. I was the one that was a blasphemer. I was the one that was injurious. I was the one who was, who was throwing people in jail and being happy about it. He said he was breathing out threatenings. He was excited. Paul enjoyed his job. Until he was changed. And he's telling Timothy, he said, the grace in verse 14, the grace of our Lord was exceedingly exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying worthy of all acceptation. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. The Word of God needs to be presented to sinners. It needs to be presented to sinners. This right here is as much a commission as Matthew 28 is. It's every bit as, a, as much a commission as Mark chapter 16 is. It is as much a commission as Acts chapter 1 is. Why? Because he said Christ came to save sinners. If Christ came to save sinners, who are we to spread the gospel to? To sinners, right? Who are sinners? 
Who sins? Is it just the people that don't come to church? Is it just the people that's not here tonight? Is it just those who curse? Is it just those who drink? Is it just those that do drugs? Is it only those in prison who sin? Christ came to save sinners. That's everybody. Everybody needs the gospel. Everybody needs healing. Everybody needs forgiveness. And Paul here is focusing most on those that are lost. But tonight, the, the Bible tells us that, that Christ came to save sinners. And after that, God forgives sinners. After you're, after you're saved, your old sins are forgotten, cast away as far as east from the west. But what happens to your new sin? That sin that you hang on to. That sin that, that, that we can't turn a loose of. Paul got rid of his. He said the grace of Christ Jesus is abundant. Exceeding abundant. How did Paul get rid of his? Same scripture in 1 John that says that we're all sinners. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. If we say we have no sin, the truth is not in us. The same scripture, the next verse, says, but he is faithful and just to forgive our sins. As much as Christ came into this world to save sinners, God will say, uh, God will forgive us. As much as Christ came into this world to save each and every human being, God will forgive, save people for their sins, even post-salvation. Every single one of them. Because of the grace of our Lord, because of the grace of God, this is a faithful saying. Christ Jesus came to save sinners of whom I am chief. Throughout the entire book of Timothy, Paul is trying to get over to Timothy the importance, First and Second Timothy, the importance of trying to reach all people. The importance of trying to witness to all people. The importance of not leaving anybody out. The importance of going. The importance of doing. The importance of holding yourself up as a minister. The importance of your good name, as, as Solomon talks about in Proverbs. The importance of the work of God. And it begins with realizing how important it is to us. Paul was saved from a terrible life. He was also saved from a terrible hell. We were saved from a terrible life. Because a life without Christ is a terrible life. Every one of them. Every single life without Christ is a terrible life. We were saved from a terrible life. And we were saved from a terrible hell. In order to take the gospel into the world, and in order for us to be missionaries, because we are missionary Baptists, right? That means we're supposed to be missionaries. In order for us, bless you, to first go into the world, and spread the gospel, we have to understand and realize and be thankful for what God's did for us. Amen. And that's where Paul is starting with Timothy. He said, The grace of our Lord was exceedingly, exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. He saved me when I didn't deserve it. He saved me when I needed it and didn't want it. He saved me whenever I had absolutely nothing but hate for Him. He saved me. I was a blasphemer. I was a persecutor. I was injurious. I was bad. That's, that's what he said. I was a bad person. I didn't deserve it. But God saved me anyway. As we go into this world throughout this week, throughout this weekend, next week as we talk with our families over the holidays, let's remember to present Christ to them. Let's remember that, that even though it's Christmas time and we all like Santa Claus and we all like a tree and we all like how the candy cane represents Christ and and everything seems like can, can have a representation of Christ. 
Let's remember that it's first about Him. That it's all about Him. And just as we can use Thanksgiving to allow ourselves to talk to someone about being thankful to God, we can use Christmas to talk to someone about Jesus. Because the same God that saved us, even though we did not deserve it, the same God will save them, whether we think they deserve it or not. Whether we think they want it or not. You ever met those people that seem like they didn't want the gospel? Like they didn't want anything at all in the world to do with it. Nothing. Zero. They deserve Jesus just as much as I do. They deserve Christ just as much as I do. And maybe it's our job to get it to them. Today was my last meeting with a Bible club at Varna Doan. There's a little sixth grade boy. He, uh, he, he's prayed at almost every near Bible club we had. He's about yay big. Very well spoken young man. But last, yeah, last Wednesday, before Thanksgiving, he gave us his testimony. And he said something that, that really stuck with me, and it's, it's exactly like Paul said here. He said, I didn't deserve Jesus, but he saved me anyway. Sixth grade boy said that. I didn't deserve Jesus, but he saved me anyway. Not a single person in this world deserves Jesus. That's the reason the Bible calls it a free gift. That's the reason over and over through four of the, uh, the letters that Paul has written, he calls it a free gift. Because we don't deserve it. It's given without strings. It's given free. It's, it's, it's given. And if he can give it to us, why can't we give it to the world? Paul is trying to encourage Timothy to go into this world to be that example, to be that light that Christ talks about in Matthew chapter 5. This weekend we have that opportunity with the, the Pioneer Christmas to share the gospel. Coming up Christmas time we'll meet with family. We have the opportunity to share the gospel. We have the opportunity to share this gift. We have the opportunity to share this Christ that we don't deserve, but He loved us anyway. The Bible says while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So throughout this season, let's share that gift. Throughout this, this weekend, let's share that gift. Let's share that Christ. I'll well, we have a verse of a song. I ask for a verse of invitation. If you'd have something on your heart.